Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, and even crochet, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, and I hope you do too, so let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 43. Welcome! I am coming at you from an absolutely gorgeous day here in Southern California. We are in late February. It actually rained a tiny bit this morning, um, which we could have used a lot more of, but it is now beautiful and sunny again. Um, yeah, this is the, uh, it, it was President's Day uh, week. I didn't get the day off, but my kids were home from college. They uh, came home uh, in Thursday and Friday of the week before, actually Thursday and Saturday, because um, Jonah, they took separate trains, and Jonah actually was on his way to the train in San Diego when he got a text that it had been canceled. Just like that, just canceled. And so he didn't come till the next day, which we were a little bit bummed about. But it was a nice, uh, nice weekend. It was Valentine's Day. Chloe made a delicious mocha cake. And uh, yeah, we didn't do anything special, just kind of hung out, which um, is really what I like to do. (laughs) Hanging out is my love language. We played some games, Yahtzee, Boggle. Boggle's kind of hard, actually. Um, (laughs) I think I can see how if you played it a lot, you could get good at it. As a matter of fact, we're watching King of the Hill uh, right now is the show that we watch with my high schooler and Peggy Hill, the mother in that um, sit little animated sitcom. She is like a total boggle champion. She actually sits there and practices at home, which I can see why, because we were all a little bit amazed at the uh, the combinations that we missed. Um, we all missed sort of different things. It was funny. So anyway, that was great. Um, everybody got back to school and just kind of back to, to life as usual. I'm definitely starting to get that spring itch um, to, you know, start uh, cleaning up the yard, which my husband would love to hear me say that. Um, you know, and I get into this thing in the spring and summer where I just like want to go to Home Depot every Sunday. <laughs> I'll be sitting out there, uh, you know, in the backyard and I'll think, oh, you know, that would look really nice if we had a few more potted plants. Okay, I'm going to Home Depot and, you know, a hanging plant here would be nice. Okay, I'm going to Home Depot. So um, that that itch is kind of coming back. I actually just bought what's called like a baby rubber plant um, for my uh, the master bathroom when I was at Trader Joe's today. So I'm just I'm definitely getting that itch to get more more green things going. Oh, let's talk about the tea. I think I mentioned last time that um, I got a bunch of Harney and Sons teas in the, in the sachets. So it's a very nice, um, it's like loose leaf tea, but they put it into a tea bag. And I'm drinking one of what turns out to be one of their best sellers that I didn't even know about. It's called Hot Cinnamon Spice Tea. And oh my gosh, if you are um, a child, let's just say, who graduated from high school in the mid-80s, um, do you remember Red Hots? Not Red Hots. Red Hots would be good too, actually, but I was actually thinking of hot tamales, those candy hot tamales. This tea tastes like you're drinking hot tamales, and I love it. I love it. Um, it actually says, what does it say here? It's black tea with orange and sweet clove. Obviously, it has cinnamon too. That's a weird thing to leave out of the description. Maybe they um, thought they didn't have to say it. So it, it, for a while, I was wondering if it was herbal, but no, it's black tea that's just flavored with some orange and spices. And oh my gosh, it's delicious. So I'm um, really enjoying that. When the kids were home from college, um, I meant to send it back with Chloe, but I gave her some of the um, Valentine's Day blend. 
that I talked about last time, which is, has like a chocolatey flavor and um, with a little bit of uh, some kind of a sweetener in milk, that is a super good tea. Um, so I want to make sure when she comes home for its spring break, which is actually not just spring break for her, it will be the end of college for her. <laughs> She's graduating in about a month, um, a quarter early from college, and um, we're super excited. She has a job lined up, so the stars are in alignment. It's maybe not the job that she will want forever, but what first job is. And so, um, so yeah. So anyways, I'll make sure that uh, I, I send the rest of that Valentine's tea with her because I think she really appreciated it. Well, before we get going on the quilting segment, I'd like to thank the Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. The Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. This month, Moda Bella Solids are 20% off. Bella Solids are one of the premier solid fabric collections that Fat Quarter Shop carries. In fact, they have every Bella Solid color and pre-cut. Honestly, Bella Solids are one of my favorites. Um, 97 and 98, those uh, SKU numbers are two of my favorites. That's kind of a, a, a very white and then a slight off-white. So I use those all the time. I'll put a link in the show notes. All right, let's talk quilting. I was thinking that I wasn't going to have a lot to talk about, but I do because um, I've talked about on other... Uh, episodes that I am going to be on the um, book tour for Patchwork Gifts by Elise Beck. Um, my stop was supposed to actually be this month, but I traded with Minky because I was feeling stressed out this month. And um, to thank her for that, we went out to a very nice lunch the other day at, um, yeah, this new restaurant. So that was fun. So anyways, um, I think I talked about last, I can never remember what I talk about from episode to episode. I hope you don't mind um a, a few you know repeats but I decided in um that the project that I wanted to do in that book was a baby quilt and um now I'm wondering if I have talked about this I'm gonna I'm just charging through people it um is a it looks like a half square triangle baby quilt but it is so brilliantly constructed that you never the way she's done it you can't chop off you couldn't chop off points if you wanted to <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's because every um, triangle is um, just it's they're they're separated a little bit. You will see it. I will maybe not till next month unless you buy the book. You should buy the book. Maybe I'll take a picture of the book. I don't know. But as I was going through my stash, I'm trying to figure out what what do I want to do. I thought about doing like a blue and white, and I'm like, um, Kristen, you just did this whole blue and white quilt for the handpiece quilts along. You need to to move on. I thought about red and white. And my reds, I wanted to do kind of a scrappy red and white. My reds don't go together. Either do my blues, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is the problem with a stash, um, is that I just have a hard time getting my stash to work together. Um, I, I decided I'm probably not going to do frolics, so I looked at all those blues that were already curated, but it just was not speaking to me. And um, the, the, the actual pattern in the book shows a lot of little florals, and I do actually have... Um, Riley Blake now has Liberty um, 
like they got the Liberty license. And so if you have ever sewn with Liberty fabric, you know that it's on a type of fabric called lawn, which is different from quilting cotton. It's much thinner. It's frankly a little bit hard to sew with, in my opinion. I was really surprised the first time I sewed with it. I'm like, oh, why does everybody love this? It's so hard. You need to starch it. There's, there's all kinds of tricks to sewing with it. But um, so they now are printing Liberty designs on quilting cotton. And I have some and I'm, was, I'm excited to use it. And so I thought about using that, but I'm like, oh, then it's just going to look a lot like the one that she did in the book. And I'm not really bringing any value to this. So um, I started going through, just kind of looking through my stash, trying to figure out what was what. And I had a charm pack of um, Bonnie and Camille. I used to be such a Bonnie and Camille person. And I do love them. But um, I think... If you've sewn with that fabric for a while, I don't know, I feel like I've, I don't know, been there, done that, if you know what I mean. Um, I love it. D there's no no doubt about that, but I feel like I've done a number of quilts in that. And um, I had a charm pack of Little Ruby. So Ruby was a very popular um, line. Actually, I have a, I did a swoon quilt in Ruby. So they did Little Ruby, which is like miniaturized versions of um those designs which you know there there you go that's why i'm having deja vu because i actually literally have been there done that but i had this charm pack because i just kind of wanted to own something um and it's actually one of the very few charm packs i i own i own a bunch of little charm packs and by a bunch i mean 10 um but it was the only it's the only charm pack i owned and the um the pattern for this quilt has 42 triangles i'm like or you need to, yeah, it's 42 triangles. So um, I was just able, it was like perfect. And usually I'm like, oh, you know, usually there's some um, fabrics in a charm pack, like the lights that often don't work. And I thought I was going to come up short, but I'm like, you know, I have other Bonnie and Camille fabric, but you know, I just embrace it. Some of the triangles have, are very low contrast. So anyways, um, that was like, I sewed the whole center of that together in one afternoon. It was great. And then I let Elise know, did you know that that, 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 quilt is perfect for a charm cat uh, for a charm pack you do just have to trim them down a little bit but you didn't have to I mean I could have just left them the size she said you know that a charm pack is but I'm a rule follower so I did that so anyways I've now sewn the borders on that um I had some Bonnie and Camille I had a bunch of Bonnie and Camille fabric because the first hand piecing project that I took on was the fat quarter shop charity quilt I don't know I'm going to say like four years ago it was a Bonnie and Camille pattern and I actually have sewn all the blocks for that. I just need to sew them together. And I bought border and backing fabric. Well, it's been sitting there for a long time. And I really debated whether or not I should break into that fabric for this quilt. But I'm just like, you know, it's better to use it. And I'll figure something else out if I ever finish this hand-pieced quilt, Bonnie Camille quilt. And um, so it's kind of got aqua borders. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to, I've never backed a quilt with flannel. And I put a question in the hand-pieced quilt along Facebook group, not the page, but the private group, which you should join because we're having fun over there, um, about if people had any advice, which most people said, wash it first because it shrinks a lot. Um, and and I was personally thinking that I should not go to like Joanne for it, that I needed to buy good qual quilt quality flannel. So I went to the Fat Quarter Shop and um, I'm looking, my problem is, there's there's a big part of me that just wants a basket in white flannel, but baby quilt people, I mean, that's a terrible idea, right? So I'm just, I was, and I wanted it to be a baby quilt that could go either way um, for boy or girl. And um, because there's, 
there's reds and pinks and aqua and navy and a little green and gray. I mean, it really could go either way. So I don't want a blue bag or a pink bag. I just, I was really struggling. And the, um, the borders are this aqua and I don't know. I just could not figure out if things were going to clash online. So when Minky and I went to lunch, we went by Cotton and Chocolate, which is my local quilt shop. And, um, and I knew that they were going to have a much smaller selection of flannels, which was true. And then I started, we were, we were both kind of looking at like grays, which sounds like that would be just fine. But in the moment I was like, I don't know. Ultimately I didn't go with flannel. I just could not find the thing that was right. Um, what I ended up doing is, <laughs> you know, it's white. I got a, a back that's white and it's, um, the patterns, like kind of like a little, what does it have on it? Clouds and little animals and stuff in gray. Um, so I did kind of go with a white gray thing. It's actually a, a cotton and steel print. So it was no bargain. Um, but I, I ended up going with that. So I do need to just base that and quilt that. And um, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to actually quilting on my machine again. I enjoyed it when I did the um, the pillow fight, you know, small projects. I don't really mind quilting those. So I'm trying to figure out what the right um, design for this quilt should be. You know, I do paisleys on just about everything. I've kind of, that's my new meander. I don't really like to meander anymore, but I think I'm going to break out, um, some of those books when I did, I did a machine quilting, uh, blog hop thing a few years ago where, um, Holly Ann and Vicki and Quilt and Jenny and I, we, every week, um, practiced free motion quilting out of this book. Uh, the ultimate guide to machine quilting, I think is what it was called. Um, and I did look at some of those motifs. I know there were some that were flowers. Oh, that's a little, is that a little girlish? I don't know. So I need to figure out the motif, but I'm looking, looking forward to that. So that it felt good, um, because I'd been doing a lot of hand piecing and it felt so good and fast to get to to knock out some machine piecing so that was that was really fun and that's the other thing that I've been working on is the hand piece quilt along um the quilt which that's actually been done for a little while I have so struggled with photographing this quilt top um it's bigger this year than it was last year um so I use some double-sided tape um to tape it up on various buildings and it doesn't always stay and oh my gosh and I, I'm still I'll be perfectly honest with you I am not happy with the pictures that I got but I just was like enough I, I had gone out so many different times the time that it actually that I'm sticking with is I went at 6 30 a.m to get what is called golden hour but in the morning and I'm realizing now that it looks a little washed out because of weak morning light I tried to photograph it on my neighbor's house um and yeah. And it just, and it kept getting, it took so long to get pictured. It kept getting wrinkled. It was just crazy. So, um, so I go and I take pictures one day, completely fail, come back. And as I'm putting it back up on the design wall so that I don't have to iron it again, I realize that there are some stains on the last border. I could, I, I'm thinking it's a tea stain and I totally am drinking tea as I'm hand piecing this and watching at that point, it was probably Sanditon or something. And then I found another one. So I literally, I had stained the borders. I just wanted to cry. And so I actually ripped it all off and cut a new strip and re repiece that sucker. I'm like, I'm, you, you're going to be so unhappy um, if you leave this and you quilt it and you, because I tried to get it out. And then I was so afraid as I was trying to get this stain out of the border that I was going to get some sort of watermark on the rest of the quilts. And yeah, you, it was, it was a rough couple 
hours there until as I work that out. But um, be careful, be careful. And then I just drank water while I was sewing the, the last border. It's like never really occurred to me that I could would that could drip tea on my quilt as I was sewing. So ridiculous. So um, anyway, so that quilt is um, it's done. I'm thinking about how I want to quilt it. Um, you know, I I never did between me and you. Don't tell anybody. I never have finished quilting my last year handpiece quilt along quilt. I feel terrible about that. I just struggled with the motif. Um, you know, I started three times and ripped them all out. And, you know, so this time I'm thinking about doing um, multiple spirals. Francis over the off-kilter quilt did this hand quilting motif a year or so ago on um, a quilt that kind of accompanied her book Friendship Album. Uh, it was Dorothy's pinwheel quilt and and it looked really fun so it's a spiral and, and it stops and then you know another one and it kind of runs into that one so multiple ones it would require some marking um so that's my thought now I still do love the idea of the Baptist fan on the last year's and I just need to figure out a better way to mark that so so anyways um handpiece quilts along is going to be launching soon Patty and I have been working incessantly behind the scenes to prepare the pattern and our quilt and um, the blog posts and things like that. So that's so. Just keep your eyes open for that. We'll be posting all over the place uh, when it launches. But the quilt reveal is coming very very soon, and uh, then you can judge for yourself what kind of job I did photographing that quilt. Um, the other things I'm looking forward to now that I'm done hand piecing that for for now. Um, the sweet confetti quilt, you know, has been back from the, the quilter for weeks and weeks, and I just want to put the binding on that. So I'm looking forward to that, and. Um, yeah, getting back to, I don't know, another big project. For instance, that solids quilt that I started a year and a half ago for my son, who's going to be going away to college by the time I finish that, and he won't even want it anymore. But uh, that's the Rooftop Wonders pattern. So yeah, I've got um, a lot of exciting things uh, coming up. As I am recording this, QuiltCon is going on. And uh, I was never going to go to this one as much as I would have loved to. I just can't... Uh, afford to travel like that every year. You know, I always have a little bit of regret, a little remorse when I watch it. I'm like, oh, I wish it was there because I have been to a couple and they are so fun and inspiring in real life. So I've been following along on, you know, Instagram. I actually, um, Francis told me you could download the QuiltCon app, even if you're not registered for the show. And you know, they, all the quilts are in there and you can, that's one way you can look at them. So I've been doing that and that's fun. It is very hard to get a feel for the show when you're not there. Like, you know, I'm, I just kind of think it's kind of fun to look for what's new, what's trending, what's different from past shows. And it's just so different when you're standing in front of a quilt and you can see all the details. Because I remember two years ago when it was in Pasadena, uh, my friend Holly Ann and I, we walked that show together and and she did this uh, Facebook Live. And, and we were just kind of talking about what we were seeing. And I remember that there was a lot of tiny piecing. There were more prints in the quilts than I had seen before. And there was more free motion, not just um, straight line quilting. Those were all things that, you know, I kind of noticed. And... Um, things that I'm not really seeing this time, but it could be very well that you don't see the free motion quilting. When you just look at a photo of a quilt on your phone, you can't see that detail. You can't see, you know, the types of fabrics they're using. Um, but uh, I will say um, the best in show quilt uh, done by a man, I should be better prepared for this. I think his name is Pete or something. Technically, 
it is amazing. It's a star and one quadrant is like exploding, bursting out. Um, it looks like it is meticulously pieced. And if you look at the quilting, it's a combination of straight line and free motion quilting. And it is amazing. Technically, it is an amazing, stunning quilt. Does it touch my heart? No, it doesn't. It, it you know, it's a beautiful quilt, but it's not making me feel anything. Um, and so that's kind of an interesting, an interesting thing. I don't know. I'd be curious what you guys think. Um, one thing I love about QuiltCon is it is an art show. You know, it's, I, I love QuiltCon more than a traditional quilt show because every piece just looks, you know, they're so different. Um, you know, I just like, I like looking at modern art as well. I don't have to understand it. Um, but I like that it makes me feel something. And, uh, I'm seeing a lot of like really tiny stripes. I think maybe that was a theme this year. Um, you know, I never participate in any of these challenges. As a matter of fact, I've let my modern quilt guild, um, membership lapse. And I am realizing that I really need to renew that. I want to support it. Number one, but also they have these challenges that I've never done, but I'm realizing could really help me creatively to get out of some ruts and be a way to experiment with modern quilting. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of super tiny stripes, which is pretty cool and a kind of a, a great technical feat. I'm, I always love, this sounds so weird, but I love the quilts in the minimalism category because I find uh, minimalism in quilts such a brave choice. It's like, I just can't imagine, you know, I think it was Cheryl Brinkley had these, this one quilt that had like um, white and navy stripes top to bottom so vertical stripes and then the sides were just like a white or an off-white that was the whole quilt and then she quilted straight line quilts with a ton of um, yellow thread and I just think it's so brave to just to use you know four yards of white fabric in the front of your quilt um, you know it just I feel like I'm sort of trained to really make sure I'm getting my money's worth out of this. You know, this fabric's expensive. I want to, you know, just make sure that the design is popping all over the place. And, um, yeah, it's like I, one of these days I want to do, um, you know, something really brave like that. Although that, you know, the, the quilting really matters then. Although she did just a bunch of straight line quilting, which is harder than it looks. Um, so, um, what else? What are, what, oh, the kids quilts. I, it just filled me with so much hope. The kids quilts were amazing. Um, there was a couple kind of political ones of a, like a baby in a cage, a little kid in a cage that was, I couldn't believe it was done by a child. I mean, I don't know how, know how old the child was. I didn't look into that, but the, the kids quilts, I, I absolutely adored looking at. Um, and there seemed to be, yeah, I think the, the challenge or the charity quilt thing had to do with words this year. So there's lots, and I think it would have had anyways, but lots of quilts that, um, you know, have words and letters, which is not something that I'm necessarily interested in doing, but I do find them uh, very interesting to look at. So I've said before, um, for years now, I'm going on, what is the date here? Oh my gosh, I guess I just hit my two year anniversary wow, I didn't even realize. <laughs> so for two years, I've been talking about how I want to make, I want to practice improv. I want to make a modern quilt and I still haven't done it. Um, but this year I want to do it. And maybe the way to do it is to start with the, the little mini quilt challenges. So um, stay tuned for that. 
Well, hand piecing um, has still been taking up all of my, my handwork time. So um, I haven't been doing much knitting, but I did give, when Chloe was here, I gave her a skein of the dishy um, cotton dishcloth yarn from Knit Picks and um, said, hey, would you crochet me some dishcloths? My dishcloths, which are all knitted, they're starting to fall apart because we use them to death. And I just haven't felt like knitting them lately. And I do think that actually crochet might make better dishcloths or at least equally as good dishcloths because um, of the more holy nature. <laughs> I mean, that there's more holes in crochet. Um, not that they are spiritually better. Um, and so she's already sent me pictures. So she, so she got right on that. Um, so that'll be nice when she comes home next month to uh, to have a, a little bit of a new stack. And I do love that, that dishy uh, yarn. Let's talk about books. What have you guys been reading? Over in the, the Facebook group, um, I sometimes ask this question and get a lot of really good um, book recommendations that I put on my Goodreads list. So definitely pop on over there. Last podcast, I'm pretty sure that I was talking about that I was listening to the book Commonwealth by Ann Patchett. And I had mixed feelings about it. I wasn't really sure if it was ever going anywhere. And I was just about to abandon it interestingly, when I got the notice that, um, you know, it was like going to, you know, with, with, I was listening to it on the Libby app, so it will just self-return. And it said, this book is going to return in three days. Do you want to place a hold for it? Which means that I couldn't renew it, that somebody else was in line for it. And because of that, I just determined that I had to finish it. <laughs> and I had a very long day, um, in LA with my son, which is actually where my husband and he are today that gone for nine hours, which so I've got the whole house to myself for nine hours. And um, I just listened to that book incessantly that whole day. And I actually finished the book about 30 minutes before it was going to return. And you know what? No regrets. I ended up really enjoying it. Um, it never really does get going. And I asked about it. I asked about abandoning it in the, in the Facebook group. And people were like, yeah, you know, nothing really happens. I listened to it. It was okay. But, but you know what? I'm going to give it more than just a meh. I really enjoyed it. it it's, a, it's a quiet book. It's a book about character. It's a, not a book about plot. Um, but it was, uh, it ended up being very enjoyable. So then um, I'm at a loss for what to do. So I downloaded Open House by Elizabeth Berg. Now, there are some people in my life who love Elizabeth Berg. It's like one of their favorite writers. My sister-in-law loves her and has been trying to get me to read her for years. Frances loves her um, over at the Off-Kilter Quilt. And um, although she has told me, because I've tried a few books and she's, and Frances tells me that there is a period of time um, where her books were a little bit mediocre, that she was better at the beginning of her career, and, and she had a bit of a, a drought there. And so maybe that's what I was reading. I had no, I don't even know when this book was written. I'm going to guess in the 90s, because um, there don't, there's no cell phones. Um, and there's just a few little clues like that, that, you know, this is, and they're putting in a cassette tape, and I'm picturing a VHS tape <laughs> in the thing. So it's definitely not a current. Um, and I wasn't sure about this one either. It's, um, yeah, I guess I read and listen to so much kind of older stuff that 
I have a little bit trouble with contemporary fiction sometimes, even though this isn't necessarily contemporary. It feels very contemporary. And the woman's voice that's reading it, um, I have mixed feelings about. But it's pretty good. It's about a woman whose husband leaves her. And the open house part of it is that she starts, uh, like, taking in, you know, a, you know, roommates to help her make her mortgage. I thought it would be more about that aspect of it. It, it doesn't actually seem to be. It's more just like woman with a 10-year-old son coping with the reality of getting divorced and being single in your 40s. Um, and the whole roommate thing is, seems to be at least, I'm about two-thirds through, so maybe it changes. Um, you know, that just is a, just one other subplot. So um, I'm not done with it, but I will give it a half-hearted uh, thumbs up at this point. I finished reading um, the actual book. Uh, it was an ebook of called The Art of Arranging Flowers by Lynn Brannard. And um, it's one of those books. It's the book I read before I go to sleep. So it took me forever to get through it. And I didn't, you know, again, I was not sure I was loving it until I started reading it during daylight hours <laughs> once it got going. And, um, and I enjoyed it. So it's a woman who owns, uh, she's a florist. She owns her own flower shop in what seems like a very cute little small town. And um, so she, when she does, when she arranges flowers, it's not a lot about this part of it, but she definitely has, um, ideas about, you know, like when she arranges a, a flower arrangement for someone, she, she puts a type of flowers that bring like this, this means love, or this brings healing. This brings this sort of thing brings peace, you know? And so she, people love her arrangements and they always seem to be exactly what they need because she actually is, um, putting some thought into the types of flowers that she's putting into the arrangements. So that's kind of a cool, that's kind of a side aspect. Um, but it's just, it's a lot about what happens with the people who come into her shop and some turns that her life takes and she's this little boy who lost his mom. Um, she hires him to do some, um, like, you know, chores around the shop and they develop a very sweet relationship. And, um, she's probably in her forties, never been married and people keep trying to fix her up. And, um, it's, it's just kind of a light read, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. And um, that's about all I've been reading. Although I do want to share with you, I've shared a million times about Libby, which is the uh, by which is an app by Overdrive, which allows you to um, download audiobooks from your library. Although apparently there are quite a lot of other different libraries use different apps. I've learned, um, but that's the one for our libraries around here. But I started getting ads for something called Chirp, C H I R P, which is another audiobooks kind of like a competitor to audible so I downloaded that app and they have sales on audiobooks all the time and so I decided I would try one so I have not listened to it yet so I'm not endorsing the book but it's called The Death of a Perfect Wife by M.C. Beaton which I feel like I've heard of that author before it's a mystery obviously um and I got it for a dollar 99 so um I just kind of quickly look through the the sales that you know it's kind of like getting the dollar 99 ebook from from Amazon um, so I'm not sure about the quality of narration here but if anyone has um, any experience with chirp I would love to hear it but uh, if I can't find what I want from Libby this might be the way to get a few few more audiobooks all right so as I was doing all that re hand piecing of the border on my handpiece quilt along quilt I got obsessed with Howard's End watching Howard's End so I was on the PBS app 
Again, I'm a PBS Passport member, which just means that I give them a donation. I think all you have to do is donate to them. And um, you are a Passport member, which has so many benefits. Like usually, not always, but usually they drop like when Poldark would come out. They would drop the whole season. So they're going to parcel that out week after week. It's going to take you eight weeks to watch all, all of Poldark. Well, I can watch all of Poldark in a week because all the episodes are there. So that's, you know, I just, I love that they're all there and you don't have to wait for them. Um, so I'm just looking around for something else to watch. And I see that there um, is Howard's End. Uh, you know, it's, that was written by Ian e. Forrester. If you lived through the 90s, do you, if you remember the Merchant Ivory films, I watched all of those. So I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen Howard's End. I actually had this book that I very aspirationally bought from the Borders, you know, the Barnes and Noble bargain bin in my 20s, which was a, uh, a compilation of different E.M. Forrester books. So it had Remains of the Day and Howard's End, and I don't even know what else. But I dragged that book around with me for 25 years. And when I did my last purge earlier in the, the year, I think that I, um, I finally donated that book. And it's funny because true to form, I went looking for it. <laughs> I'm like, I should read this. And now I've given it away. So um, there is a masterpiece miniseries of Howard's End. I remembered nothing of the story. I'm not even positive I've seen it, but you know, I'm pretty sure I saw all those Merchant Ivory um, films in the 90s. So um, it's four episodes and um, it's so beautifully cast. It, it was so much fun. So if you've got access to the PBS, um, I totally recommend Howard's End. And I'm telling you that the moment I finished it, I just got back on Netflix and found the movie Howard's End that has a very young Helena Bonham Carter. If like the last thing you've seen her in is the Harry Potter movies. Wow, <laughs> what a difference. Um, she was just such a baby in that um, film. And of course, Emma Thompson and um, Anthony Hopkins. Should I say Sir Anthony Hopkins? Um, and then Remains of the Day also ha has Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson again. So I'm going to have to watch that one. But it was very interesting after seeing a, um, you know, a four episode miniseries and then go straight into the movie. I'm like, you know, I, f I felt like the, the story was going to feel so much more contracted, but it really didn't. Um, so I enjoyed both of those immensely. And, um, and the other thing that uh, my husband and I just started watching is Homeland Season 7. A few years ago, we totally binged Seasons 1 through 6. I think maybe 1 through 4 was on Hulu. And then we just paid for a whatever it's on, Showtime subscription for a month or whatever and watched Seasons 5 and 6. But now Hulu has Season 7. And my husband said he heard an interview with Claire Danes and the Season eight is coming is now is what's coming out. So if we can get through season seven here, we can watch season eight as it happens. And then that's going to be the end of it. But man, it's been such a long time since we watched this um, show that it is so hard to figure out what's going on. So we've actually gone back into season six to watch the last episode and we're still pretty confused. Um, but we went through a period of time where we watched so many shows like that, that it was so hard to keep them straight. There was... Um, the Wire and Jack Ryan and Homeland and Looming Tower, <laughs> so it was, they they all kind of they all kind of run together. But um, Claire Danes is such an amazing actress in in Homeland, so I'm kind of enjoying getting back to that. Let's finish this off with some homemaking. I gotta say, 
I sat there with my cup of tea this morning thinking, what am I going to talk about homemaking? Because a few months ago, that's all I wanted to talk about. And now I don't really want to talk about it because I'm not doing a great job at it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm keeping our heads above water. Routines really, really help you here. But um, because I'm, I'm basically launching a business right now, I, f- I feel like I've got three jobs right now. And even though everything I do is I work from home, I'm basically putting in about 10 to 12 hours a day on working things. And it's just really hard um, to to keep up the cleaning. I never really realized um, how cushy I had it. <laughs> you know, like if I could just be done by four o'clock in the afternoon, then that's enough time for me to wash up the dishes, put away the laundry and maybe do one of my, you know, my one of my 15 minute things I could dust or sweep or um, mop the floor or something like that. But I'm not I'm, I'm working till I got to start making dinner. And then after dinner and a walk, I've been sitting down and doing the hand piece quilt along stuff until bedtime. So things have just been a little crazy. And I know it won't be like this forever. And I'm actually enjoying everything I'm doing. It's just kind of a lot and it will settle down. So I'm back to like today's Saturday. That's why this uh, podcast is actually I'm recording on a Saturday is um, I usually you would normally podcast right after lunch one of the days during the week. And there was just not a day to do that. Um, and that's okay. I'm just going to have to learn that Saturdays are a day where I, I'm going to have to play catch up a little bit. So, um, but I'm keeping things above, you know, my head above water during the week and then just doing a little bit more of my weekly cleaning. And I'm not worrying about really deep cleaning right now. I just, I know things are going to settle down and then I'll just get down in there and wipe down the fronts of the the kitchen cabinets and get back to washing windows. And I'm just not going to stress about it right now. So, you know, it's just got to kind of, I think, got to be willing to change up your routines for whatever, you know, kind of season um, of life that you're in. Um, One thing, one little trick that I like to do when a day like this, where I realize I need to clean the house, but I'm just beyond wanting to spend an hour and a half cleaning the house. I still like the whole 15 minute thing. And so I'm going to do my little 15 minutes spread out during the day. So I'm recording now. When I'm done with this, I will probably go have lunch and then maybe dust. And then I'll sit down and I'll edit this podcast for maybe 30 minutes. And then I'll go, I don't know, you know, sweep or wipe down the bathrooms or whatever. And just, you know, kind of go... 45 minutes of something that I want to do and then 15 minutes of cleaning and I can just do that all day and by the end of the day I I normally do this with sewing where I'll sew for 45 clean for 15 15, sew for 45 but sewing's not really on the on the (laughs) the table today maybe tonight um but that kind of um going back and forth between something you want to do and something you have to do kind of works for me so um you know i encourage you to give that a try if you know if if you've cut a whole big block of something that you don't really want to do the other thing i've been trying to kind of um stay up on even though i'm working a lot is staying on top of the nagging items we talked about that a lot last year one nagging thing that we finally got off our list is we finally bought a new garage door we had this garage door that um it, it had many problems. It has had many problems for many years, but it was so loud that it would frighten people <laughs> who were walking by the house when I would open it. And whenever I went somewhere with a friend, like I go to yoga with my little next door neighbor and, it, you know, it's like embarrassingly loud. So finally it broke and we and it was not a fun thing to spend a large amount of money on. But I got to say, it's so beautifully quiet now. It, was, it wasn't even the garage door opener. It was the garage. And we've kind of sprung for the extra um 
to get windows on that top row. When we bought our garage door 20 some years ago, you know, we were on a budget. And so we just went the cheapest way possible. And I'm like, you know, I've always wanted those windows. And my husband was like, yeah, I don't really get that. But if you want it, fine. So I did. And what's been really cool is now when you go into the garage, there's light in the garage, you don't have to turn a light on. And now everybody thinks it was worth the money just because of that, not because it looks better. But anyways, it was fun to get that one knocked out. A um, couple of the things that I want to knock out uh, in the next coming um, weeks is all of a sudden I kept going, why is it so dark in the kitchen? I'm turning on the lights. I'm like, why? I don't understand. It's, it's, you know, I know it's winter, but it, we're getting more light. And then I finally realized that two of the lights were out. <laughs> We've got those big um, canned lights above, you know, and it, what a huge difference. And two of them went out at, at once. They're probably both like 17 years old. So um, that's going to require a trip to Home Depot. Oh, maybe I'll pick up some plants too. That could be fun. And the other little nagging thing that I want to tackle is we've got feather pillows as throw pillows on the couch. And I do believe in feather pillows. I learned that from the nester is to get feather pillows because you can always, they get flat, but you can just pump them back up. Well, I had this issue that they lose, you lose feathers, like they poke through. And, you know, one time I, when I unzipped the outer part of it, I realized there was a rip in the inner pillow, which explained why it always looked like there was like a whole chicken massacre every by the end of the day in our family room. There were feathers everywhere. Well, now they just, you know, there's just a few every day, but it adds up and, and one of them is getting pretty flat. So um, I actually have a couple um, of a, a size that I don't need. So I think I'm going to rip those things open and kind of put more feathers in, which I'm kind of dreading this thing because I know it is going to be a mess. But I really want those little plump, um, plump pillows on my couch again. So those are the two things I'm going to tackle um, before my next podcast. I'm hoping to say I have a well-lit kitchen and very plump pillows. <laughs> Um, so let's talk a little bit about reviews. Thank you so much for people who left reviews. Actually, Happy Stitches left a review. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And um, and thank you for people who leave comments. Sometimes I don't realize people are leaving comments because the comments come to me as an email. And so I don't necessarily process whether it's a comment or an email because I just answer them all personally. Um, so if you think, if you look on the comments and think Kristen never answers these, you just get a private email back. Um, so Thank you to, um, I wrote Marsh. I think it must be Marsha, Anita, and Ellen for, um, for leaving comments. I really appreciate that. I love, you know, kind of keeping the conversation um, going here, which is what we're doing in the Facebook group. Um, and I'm loving people besides me are starting to post in the Facebook group and sharing things that they're making and, you know, just sharing, um, you know, things that they're doing. I'm going to start. Um, we have only had one post and I'll try to get it going on a more regular basis. Um, we're talking about healthy habits. I'm trying to lose weight. And I think a lot of um, <laughs> sedentary quilters are. So we're sharing what we're doing um, healthy habit wise. I am. Um, I've stopped doing Weight Watchers because I, I wasn't really being true to it and that can get expensive so I've downloaded the app I track bites which is kind of a Weight Watchers knockoff and it's free there is a paid version which is like 36 bucks forever um, that I might switch to if I prove to myself I will track but um, so anyways it's kind of the, the Weight Watchers uh, mentality of points they call them bites so that's just uh, so we're kind of talking about that so definitely join us over there well, that's about it for this week. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, or on Instagram at Kristen Esser. And please join this 
the Facebook group, the Simple Handmade Everyday Facebook group, so that we can keep the conversation going. You have a great week.